Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 367. It's free comic book day weekend, and, and I enjoyed it. Also, it's Star Wars day weekend. Also, it's Cinco de Mayo weekend. Day weekend. Yeah, <laughs> and the Kentucky Derby happened this weekend. So basically, if you still have a liver after this weekend, then you just didn't do this weekend right. Mine's gone. Yeah. Mine's just rubbish yeah. now. I uh, talked about a few books that I picked up on Free Comic Book Day. I talked about a few books that I paid for. <laughs> there were books. Yeah. I, I, was, <laughs> I had a book. <laughs> As you should have said, I got books that were lent to me or something. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, uh, we talked about some sad news as well as got into a bit of a tiff throughout the entire episode. Spirited debate. Oh, my God. Kill me. Yeah. And more <laughs> Avengers spoiler-free numbers and... Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what else we talked about, but yeah. I still am fuming it was, those. it was basically me being a whole lot of right this podcast and Tony being a whole lot of wrong. Op- but opposite. <laughs> We're in Bizarro World here. <laughs> so with that, uh, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 367. NKOTB, The Right Stuff. Cabo Fresh. What's that mean? It means it's Cabo Fresh. I mean, Cabo's a place and fresh. So it's fresh there, but when it gets way <laughs> over here. Probably. That's a, so they can put the word fresh on it because locally where it is, it is fresh. Yes. Being yes. picked and plundered and smashed and everything. Mm, but not plundered avocados are the best tasting avocados. I don't even know. Do they grow on trees or <laughs> they do? They're okay. fruits. Yes. <laughs> Were, really? Mm-hmm. They do not taste. No. Good yeah, they're fruit at all. They're seed bearing. Oh, do it! I'm crazy. Ah, oh, I thought about doing that earlier. You're gonna have to tell me how it is. So on this wonderful Cinco de Mayo, yes, we are sitting here having. Not tequila. No. But mimosas, which yes. works. With cava, the Spanish champagne, which has nothing to do with Mexico, but still. <laughs> and we have cheese. And cheese, Swiss cheese. I just want to say. Yay, Cinco de Mayo. How proud I personally am <laughs> at myself for uh, putting the brakes on drinking as much yeah. as I yeah. normally would. Do you remember what happened last year to me? Um. I mean, it all runs together into one giant, like, next the sad, day. Sad, yeah. sad life. <laughs> like, the fact that you're like, I'm so proud of myself for not drinking myself into an oblivion last night has me like, well, now you're a normal human being. <laughs> last year, I woke up Welcome. in my boxers not knowing where the fuck I was. Oh, yeah. And, like, That's where right. are my clothes? What the fuck happened last night? Who got him naked? Freaking out. Yeah. There was no one. It uh, was himself. It was myself. Then realized <laughs> it was my buddy's house. Uh... And came home and not having any recollection. Then being told that this hot chick was feeding me pizza, which was 
awesome. Yeah. But then but my you first... didn't remember it, so it doesn't fucking no. matter. But then my first thought was, was there mushrooms on it? Because I fucking hate mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Why that was what I thought. Oh, we had a we had a actually I didn't do tequila, which might be the yeah what saved that could me. be the the did you have margaritas? Because those have tequila in them. Nope, okay. we had a keg of Corona, and then because we we're oh, at a right. derby party, we were doing mint juleps, and yeah. so lots that's of a bourbon. Fucking weird com- combination. Well, it's part Cinco de Mayo, part Derby. Bourbon and Coronas makes me vomit in my mouth just thinking. Well, about I only had it. a couple Coronas, except for <laughs> when we were playing this dice beer pong type game. Uh, I will say this though. Fuck the Kentucky Derby. I don't even care about horse races. No, they're cruel and unusual. The person that won, somehow won by a landslide, got disqualified because of something that happened way earlier in the race that probably happens all the time, and this is the first disqualification they've ever had. Yeah. And so now this guy that was 61 to 1 odds somehow won, blew everyone else of the money. I won money at this party. And then lost money. One of my buddies won money. At Vegas, and he's like taking you guys all out to the dollar menu at McDonald's. Uh, now he can't do that. Yeah, I'm yeah. really. A lot of people are pissed because. Yeah. Well, you know, horses shouldn't do steroids. <laughs> that, that's, that's good advice. <laughs> I mean, don't hey, be the, don't be the Lance Armstrong of the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> that is not why it was disqualified. I know. I have no idea. They why. said it's because it was, they cut off someone. How how can you cut off someone like? I, it's horses, the muddy track. There's so many things. Yeah, yeah. I I find it amazing. Actually, I don't. I I don't find it amazing how little I care about this. <laughs> Something you might care about that I'm still kind of like worked up on. Maybe this is why I'm so pissed off at Kentucky Derby. All this past week, I've been pissed at one thing the entire week, and that is the piss poor writing on Game of Thrones. Oh. What is wrong with you? Last week's episode. Seriously? Sucked. Charles, I... do you watch Game of Thrones? No, but... Okay, then you could be the middleman. I disagree. I mean, I, oh. I, I... It was what it was, right? It was a battle. What were you expecting? Something that was somewhat realistic in the portrayals that Game of Thrones has been. <clears throat> you have even the small, minuscule choices you see have bigger repercussions. Yeah. When you have people that say, I'm going to go stand outside and fight these zombie hordes, get overrun, yet somehow their plot armor saves them to where the next scene, there's none of those millions of zombies around them, seems kind of... Are you talking about Joran? I'm talking about almost all the main characters. You're talking about there's a scene where somebody's standing guard, letting zombies in, they get in, and they don't die. Here, I'll start from the beginning of some of the things... I'm not a strategist. Sure. I'm not in the military. It. We're not going to spoil Endgame, but we're totally going to spoil this episode of Game of Thrones because we There's more action yeah, to Game that. of Thrones yeah. and it's been <laughs> a week. Game of Thrones. Endgame is shit. Endgame we're never going to... Yes. And comparatively wise, <laughs> I was so looking forward to, as of our last recording, yeah. to the Battle of Winterfell, but it fell up short. When you send your horsemen straight into the bad guys that are a zombie horde that when you die, you can be raised again. You just gave the enemy 60,000. Yeah. Now, why would you do that? When yeah. cavalry, what happens when they start charging is they break morale in the enemies. This is something this, that this is... This enemy does not have morale. 
Exactly. So why would you do that? Yeah. Secondly, when you put your trebuchets, A, in front of all of your defenses, once the horde gets to that, you can't use those anymore. This is too good. Did you look this up? Because... Did you come no, yourself? but this is the he shit. Plays this is D, good. He plays D&D. Okay. Well, so this, I mean, this not is even sense. that. What he watched when he was watching this is he was like, this is like the worst D&D campaign I've ever <laughs> This shit should be taught to them like in their grade schools. Like they may not learn science, but they should learn how to defend a castle is, I mean, is one of the biggest things. So. It was a very, the, the portraits No, the, who was the st- strategist on this? Obviously, they no didn't one. let Tyrion no. come up from down no there. One. Let's let Sam be out there, who well, almost died you know, five times. You're really talking about the writers. Well, exactly. Their lack yeah. of knowledge on these uh, on these subjects. It, it tells, it shows. When they have the trench with all your army in front of that, when they didn't even have people shooting, barely shooting arrows... From the castle walls. When you have a castle, you should have most of your people up on the castle walls. Did the arrows do anything for the zombie peoples? Well, yeah, because they're they're uh, really. dragonglass tipped. Yeah. Well, they didn't make it very far. Besides the strategy Ooh, of that, and then people just randomly living, it comes down to the big bad dies. Yeah, good. And I'm happy the way that with that. The happens. big bad. You see that? Like it's like fighting the final boss. Yeah, you know. Before only, getting to the second. You know, there's only three more episodes left, right? It's like killing Thanos and then having to fight a Hydra yeah, agent. He's not the Guess big what? bad. They still have the entire. They have still have fucking Cersei. How is that the big against. bad? Cersei. The entire plot. That cunt is worse than the Night King. She's an alcoholic <laughs> with a pirate boyfriend. Do not underestimate the. As well as of having a, a child. Now that I think of that, who's lost too. all of her children? She drinks a lot with being pregnant. Yeah, I mean, this. Well, we're not talking about modern times here. <laughs> it's true. A lot here, of times they used to drink wine because water was terrible for me. The, these are historic times. This is fantasy. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> historical fantasy. <laughs> Here's the thing. When the whole books are showing these people squabbling over this chair, and John is the only one, John the hero of the books, the only one saying, guys, there's something even more that we need to take care of, it's going to end off humanity, but these people are still like, I want this chair, I want this chair. That's the point of the books. When you get rid of the big bad guy, no one fucking... Yeah. Some do people do care that, about the chair, do but... Do you think that maybe that he wasn't actually the big bad guy that everyone thought he was going to be? And there's some other big mystical bad guy? Because if that happens, maybe it's, I'll be okay. The Game of Thrones is not about them fighting the fucking Night King. It's about the Game of Thrones. Why would you end the series with a battle against that has nothing to do with what the whole do, premise do, of the do, fucking Do I need to repeat what I just said? Is. Most people think that they're squabbling over this throne. No one should give a shit when there is a world-ending zombie horde that's going to come down no. and kill you. No. That's the, the, mor- the morale of the whole thing is people are fighting over shit that they don't need to be fighting over when there's this yeah, apocalypse true, thing because, happening. Yeah, it's true, because the larger, bigger picture drama brings people together. And that's kind of what they were right. trying to go for, right? Yeah, and it did not work. I mean, I don't have to watch this shit. I kind of fucking know a little bit. Lastly, right. that Arya shit was bullshit. Oh, fuck Where did you. she jump from? That was amazing. Where did she jump Listen, from? Listen, it doesn't matter. Why are you trying to like put like actual... like Thought into no, actual writing? Because like, a good writer would put thought into it. Well, they wouldn't just come out of nowhere and say, Oh... I'm going to repeat a line from a previous season to make it seem like it was thrown in to kill Blue Eyes when, you know, Tormund has blue eyes. You know when she first was making that prophecy because the Waif has blue eyes? That's what that meant? You know, Melisandre has blue eyes because she was supposed to die by Arya when she first met her and said, we'll meet again? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Arya is a badass. Yeah. Y'all are just whiny babies. 
No, it's not being a whiny baby that she even that she did it. Why did not John had no sword fighting, no nothing. There's so many other better ways yeah. to do this. But John is question. John is central. That is his story. Yeah. Throwing is Oh, it? we want to surprise people. Yeah. Like the Night King could have whipped out his dick and slapped Bran with it. Surprising. Yeah. Does that make it good yes. writing? Yes. That would be amazing writing. I would watch that over and over and over. So again. you think that Lando should have thrown the Emperor down the, the shaft instead Why not? of Luke. Why not? Legolas should have thrown the, the, the ring into the uh, Mount not? Doom than Frodo. Why not? Sometimes stories have a reason yeah. to get to the end that is satisfied for the people watching it. Not, yeah. ooh, someone came out of left field. You're not the person writing this. Yeah, and fans, I would be a better writer than that. That's my point. Fans get to the point in a show where they think they own the content, right? Yeah. Everything has to be done for True them. Story. If it doesn't go the way that they want it to go, they get really upset. But they're forgetting that there, this was thought out way before they even got into the story. Like, the whole plot line, like, this wasn't, they're not just making shit up as yeah, they go. Yeah, they are. They're, yeah. they're Actually, making yes. shit up after because, season five. Yeah, because well, no, George... No, he's, they just they he's been in, No, he's been involved. He actually gave them specific Liz, plot I'm points. I'm sorry, you're completely wrong, because they also said that they decided to make Arya in season six the, the person that kills the Night King. But they decided. That wasn't what... Martin had decided He's and said we should go this route. specific plot points that he wants them to hit in the show. He hasn't given them the full write-up of what he, he plans on doing. Yeah, Night King dies and someone gets the throne. Yeah, it doesn't I'm matter. I'm most interested in hearing what uh, Martin has to say on the whole thing. What his well, he's going to be mum because he doesn't want to like piss off HBO for all those bucks. But I can't wait till if yeah, but some he interview comes out with those yeah. books. It's going to be some interview, right, where he... Talks about it. I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. Like, even Kit Harrington was, like, kind of upset that he was on a dragon the whole time instead of getting to fight. No. Oh, poor Kit Harrington. <laughs> you don't understand good writing then, Linz. Uh, If you think Arya was going through her storyline, that very fucking intense storyline that she went through, just to get to the end and be, like, the fucking sidekick to somebody, then you weren't watching her So story. she's going to kill all the big bads. She's going to kill Why Cersei? Why not? Why not? Why not her? Why can't it be her? Why does it need to be her? Why does it need to be John? Because it's John's story. You know that meme of Michael Jackson eating popcorn? (laughs) That's me right now. (laughs) We've watched Arya's storyline just as long as we've watched And we've seen it come to, like, kind of a happy conclusion when she killed uh, the phrase. And also the green eyes that she's going to kill Cersei, too. God, I hope so. Okay, then what the fuck is Johnny? I John's. Don't care. Uh, I don't care what John's storyline is. Storyline is care? no, I don't. I'm <laughs> Team Arya all the way. <laughs> that's a little then blindsidedness, but <laughs> I, that's your opinion. Who is Azor Most High? Oh hi. Who is what? Azor Oh hi. Azor Oh hi. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce it correctly. The person that's going to kill the Night King. Well, obviously it's Arya now. How does she fit the description of the prophecy? Bad writing, I guess. Yeah, well, I can enjoy the show without nitpicking every single thing that they put into it. That was listen, you could actually listen, see no the ma- battle. I did. I'm surprised because yeah. I sure as fuck couldn't I with could. all the dark and black. It was it was very dark. You invest yourself but. into stuff like this, you got to be expecting disappointment because it's so big. It's too yeah. big. Yeah. I'm su- I like I'm sure there's there's like people out there that are pissed at Endgame. Oh, I'm but, sure. No, they shouldn't be. No, well, people, no, they shouldn't okay. be. Just like no Because that was good fucking listen, writing. Listen, yeah, yeah. There's people out there that 
shouldn't be pissed at Endgame, but they somehow are. Right. They, you know, they, they like you said, they invest themselves, like, and they're, they think right. it, they own it. Uh-huh. And so they think it should go a different way. You know? Yes. It happens with the Star Wars movies. It's the reason why the, the these three movies, the newer ones, have been so, like, derided. Because people are expecting something that they want out of it, and the people who are in charge of it are like, I, I mean, you can want all you want out of it, but you're not in charge of it. We are. Like when so. en- in Endgame, when when ev- when Ant Man shrunk everybody down, and they went into Thanos's butt. Ah, man. That would have. Well, I, I mean, I will say one of the Russo brothers <laughs> is kind of disappointed almost with the Endgame, but for a different reason. He's upset. Is it because that... Arya killed the Night King? <laughs> no, he's upset that the <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> that the news of how much they've been making is kind of overpowering the actual story of Endgame. Like hearing that they've now surpassed two point one billion dollars, or not one, two point yeah, two point one billion yeah. Numbers. They're, they are now in second place. Ever of making all monies in between Titanic now and Avatar. Yeah. Avatar sits at two point seven billion right. uh, worldwide in theaters. It in looks total, like, right? Yes, it Which looks is like funny this is going to terrible. Well, it was but at the, the time, first, it was yeah. the first yeah. real three. And because movie. you kind of had to see it yeah. in IMAX three D, so there was a lot more people doing that. Right, I did. Yeah, and with because of that technology when it was new, then holy shit, that was. Breathtaking to yeah. see that 3D where it was a lot actually of people much better. It's it kind of better than than most uh, 3D things you go see now. Like yes, their glasses were different at that time. Yeah, it was just different, and it was better. And then all of a sudden, that went away for a bit. Yeah, and yeah, that story is a little bit generic, and we're gonna finally get the second parts <laughs> to it. We are, but yeah, Probably. two and three is coming out like next yeah. year. Yeah, He's man, got like eight. But those it's aren't going, nothing is going to. <laughs> Go get some more unobtainium. Oh my god! Oh my god! Get me started, That's dude. That's a bad Get me fucking started. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, that their end game is pretty much, I think, going to finally overtake that, and I don't think anyone could really. We mentioned that last week when we were talking numbers too, but it's another week gone by, and they are just still raking in the cash. Yeah. Now next week, Detective Pikachu comes out. Yeah. Which could kind of derail it a bit. There's going to be a lot of people wanting to go see that oh, one. I, already, that have, I already have tickets for it. But I also know I'm going to see my second viewing of Endgame yeah. this week as well. So there's more ticket sales to that. Mm-hmm. And I do think that they have a lot of that going into this because of... Yeah. It's amazing. It's an amazing movie. It's doing amazing things. I mean, what, what else does he want people to be talking about? I thought we were still in the spoiler-free zone. Like I mean, yeah, that's true too. Like, what else? What else are we supposed to be talking about? How great <laughs> some of their asses good. look. <laughs> yeah, the movie was good. It's made a lot of money. Up. I can't say anything other than that because then we would be spoiling it for the people who. So I mean, Bruce Brothers, calm down. <laughs> so I do want to, before getting into some books, we'll do other news later. But because we're kind of on this whole. Uh, fans, backlash, this and that. I'm not. I don't really care about that at all. Oh, really? Have you seen the Sonic trailer? Oh, no. I, oh, I, I, right. I thought you were talking about Game of Thrones again. No. Sorry. Sonic. Uh, Sonic. Sonic, yeah. <laughs> so, these <laughs> yes. are my exact... Sonic. <laughs> these are my exact thoughts when I watched this trailer. Oh, thank God for Jim Carrey. Because <laughs> he's the only reason I would watch that movie. 
Partially. True. Only James, reason. James, you don't like James Marsden? I mean, no. Okay. He hasn't really been cast really well. In, I mean, he was great in Westworld, but the bubbly cop duo of him and Sonic just seems a little weird. But, oh, my God, Sonic with fingernails and teeth and looks like a human. Yeah, his weird little pointy nose. Like, not knowing who greenlit that needs to be fired, but because of the backlash, they're changing it. Good. I don't know how. Uh, like, it just seems, like, mind-boggling when you make a 3D uh, animated object interacting with humans, how you can change that up in the right. process. Yeah, it comes out soon, too, doesn't it? Uh, well, it's fall. Oh. So I guess four Still, months or so. But... I mean, that's... I can't imagine that it's real easy to just re-CGI, like, the main character of a movie. Yeah, especially since months. they're probably in almost every yeah. scene. Yeah. Uh, it it looks horrifying. It looks even worse than some of the things I've seen online. And I've even seen people make better renditions yeah. of it. But they should have known when they did the silhouette uh, a couple months ago with the poster teaser trailer that people were like, just the proportions look weird, wrong and weird. Yeah. And if they're trying to go for a real, like, hedgehog... It doesn't even look like a real no, hedgehog. No, it looks like it looks like a kid child in like a Sonic suit. Yeah, well, that's probably because they're trying to ready up for Halloween stuff and making it. You know, they're just trying to merchandise that shit. Well, like, right? I think one of the big reasons with because right? normally Sonic yeah. has huge. I mean, it's shoes. a terrible thing to do, but they probably want to. They have a Nike endorsement where they probably want the shoes to be human proportions so that they can sell them. You could still charge. Uh, and uh, sell, I'm get some. <laughs> yeah, but you could still sell them even if they weren't proportional. Inspired by Sonic, they yeah. look like Sonic, but they look fit human feet instead of a vast hedgehog. I think yeah, they, un they underestimate the selling power of like anything. That's yeah, like but that. we're growing toward this like um, scenario where people want so much quality and you know specific. It needs to be that exact thing. And if you can't wear it, then it sits on the wall, and you know, if you can wear it, it deteriorates, and people they have to buy more. Right. That's yeah. It, well, I think, it, though, one of these movies need to kind of focus for their demographic, which I don't remember the last time a Sonic video game was out, but it was prevalent in the 90s. Yeah. Whose age group is it now from the 90s? Right. 30 to 40-year-olds that played that. So their demographic should be going towards them. I understand you want to get a new audience, but these kids, who's going to bring them to see a shitty-looking Sonic movie? Not the parents that want to also see no. it and enjoy it with their kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, you you believe that then they should cater to uh, no. the fans? No. they should just go with what, what the listen, writer should... Listen. There's a difference Ooh. between... <laughs> you should have seen that look on Tony's face just now. There's a difference... <laughs> he tilted his head and everything. There's uh -huh. a difference between very basic expectations and every fan wanting something to turn out the way they think it should go in their minds. You can't cater to every single person. But when something is so far off, yeah, even you're not even catering source, to one person. You're not catering to anybody. The source material, <clears throat> like Game of Thrones, isn't isn't going off book because there is no book, right? They're creating it as they go you along. You did this, yeah. except for the prophecies in the first five books. The you point to John. Don't egg it on. <laughs> Sonic has a rich back history of source material that they could pull from. And they did with fucking Jim Carrey. I think he looks amazing. I think Jim Carrey in that role is all you could ask for. 
I like the last scene of the trailer, but then that gives away the last scene of probably the movie yeah. when you finally see him bald with bigger mustache oh. and everything. It just takes me back because I was like, Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey's back. <laughs> I mean, it, it does. Feel, he's been doing a lot more serious yeah, roles lately. Did, yeah, he did that whole. Sh- I think it was a Showtime show where he played like a Mister Rogers sort of character. Mm-hmm. That show was fucking dark. It yeah. was dark. We're, Oh my he was god! Mr. Rogers, he was like dark? a he was like a Mr. Rogers. He was sort a of guy character. who had a show that's yeah. very much like how Mr. Rogers had yeah. a show. Oh, yeah. okay. But yeah. I didn't get to see it. There was puppets and stuff. Uh-huh. It was really good, and it was it was created by Michelle Gondry, the guy who did Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was such a good show. Fucking dark. I'm happy for um, fun Jim Carrey. A little reemergence of that. Yeah. Well, he looked like he was. I mean, there were some one-liners and everything, so... Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. Kidding is the name of that show. Yeah. Kidding, The yes. Jim Carrey, yes. Uh, yes. Mr. Rogers-like show. Yes. Kidding. On Netflix, right? Uh, Showtime. Showtime. Yeah. Wow. Yep. All right. Let's uh, get into some books. Books. All right. So, it was Free Comic Book Day, which, <clears throat> as we just mentioned, Derby, we also mentioned uh, Cinco de Mayo... Also free comic books day and may the 4th be with you Star Wars day, which is now an official holiday in California. They passed a resolution to make it just ahead of the curve there. So like if I'm standing on the border of California and if you're in Baja, Mexico or Baja, California, (laughs) then half of me is celebrating and the half of me is not. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like all of me was celebrating everything. I had my comic book guy shirt on and. While I was also drinking the mint juleps and everything, and With his, some Star Wars socks, and he appropriated all the cultures this weekend. <laughs> I tried to. I did some Cinco de Mayo partying, and I mourned. But how many of you guys went and got some free comics? <clears throat> Not me. Here's the thing: I thought really hard about getting free comics. So does that count? I mean, it counts more than Lens, but... I got the Deadly Class free comic because my comic book store loves me and knows I get Deadly Class, so they just put it in my bag. Oh, that was nice. Here's the thing. They had a, a huge listing, obviously, of most years, but it felt a little bit different, at least the comic shop that I went to, and maybe it was because there was so many much going on on Saturday of this week, mm-hmm. plus, not to mention that, at least in our area... It was the first nice, warm, sunny day in ages that probably a lot of people at the time, I'm sure the comic book shop could have gotten busy later, Yeah. but many people, plus there's a carnival going on across the street plus, from where I went. proms were this weekend. Like, high school proms were all this weekend. There was a lot of shit going on this weekend. Yes. But I was able to pick up uh, quite a few, went with my brother and his son, so we were limited to four each. The only comic book that Milo really wanted was uh, the Pokemon. He's getting into that now, so oh. we made him pick up a couple other ones, too, for us to, to read later. <laughs> um, in my collection, and I'm just going to kind of just rattle off what I got and some of what I enjoyed about him. Uh, Captain Canuck, which uh, on the front, who is the new Captain Canuck? And as I mentioned about this comic book before, I picked up some random issues but there's so much about this storyline in this universe that I don't know. Good thing, though, in the beginning, there's a lot of pros here that kind of set out the story of what is going on in the Captain Canuck universe 
and kind of gets you uh, into the starting point of what is going on now. Right on. Uh, next one, I picked up Punchline because I never actually uh, read that comic book. Right. I know you had yes. did. I didn't know, though, if this was going to be a continuation because that was a six-part yeah. series, right? Yeah. If this was a new one. But this is a re-book uh, like book down. Yeah. yeah. So getting people to kind of go back in that. And I'll say the same with also Spawn uh, for Free Comic Book Day. Now, I've been getting back into Spawn here and there, some story arcs, and then I have some other back piles to get back to. <laughs> uh, this is a re-issue uh, of number one. So when I was looking at it, you could tell the art seemed back in 90s like the nineties, but it still looks amazing yeah. and fresh to why this book was picked up by a ton of people, just because of the look and the art and everything. And getting back to the the meter, the ectoplasm meter that Spawn used to have, that's where fucking cool. I you love could that tell idea. how much energy he had to yeah. use. Everything needed a gimmick in the nineties. Yeah. I'm glad of... they've they've gone past yeah. that, but. <laughs> Just everything of this comic book is amazing. I was glad to reread this because I never owned those uh, first issues. One of my best friends did, so I was able to read them. Nice. So it's been well over 20 years, I feel, since I've read that one. It's really so cool nowadays we can, we can find those comics and read them. Yeah. Like, well, they're easier to access nowadays. Well, yeah, really, really trades cool. and everything. Yeah. Spawn is rolling up on issue 300, right? Is yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, the... The yeah. back says August 2019. Yeah. And that's the funny thing, too, it's with cool. some of these books, wherever they come out from, they have their advertisements for other books or sometimes of the same books in the series. Obviously, even though Spawn's an image book, most everything in here was Spawn-related as far as advertisements and everything. There was kind of saying what the image books were in the back. Now, uh, my brother picked up the Avengers book, which... Here's the big thing, too, as I just was talking about Free Comic Book Day before never really had new comic books in them. Right. They were reprints of stories. They started in the last, I would say, even four years, started getting into setting up certain storylines and certain events within books to where you actually wanted to get the Free Comic Book Day book. Otherwise, you kind of, you know, miss some prologue of, where the story is going. Right. So the Spider-Man uh, book had two stories. The first one, which excited me more, is about the new uh, Carnage that's going to be coming out, his event. And this has Eddie Brock kind of explaining about what Carnage is doing. He's trying to find anyone that has a piece of the... Or has Eddie Brock talking about anyone that had been with the Carnage symbiote and having pieces of him in there mm. because Carnage is trying to collect himself yeah. to get Null, uh, the god of the symbiotes, out of his prison. So Absolute Carnage is going to be coming out shortly, and that's going to be a fun event. The other one, which was uh, Miles Morales versus Peter, not really versus, but kind of a team-up of them. The art was amazing. It was a fun little, actually just one shot. The other one, the That's Carnage a, one, was a to be continued. Super buff Spider-Man. Which one? The, the Miles or Peter? The Peter. Like, he's rocking some... From that, eight to eight? Eight pack? <laughs> eight pack and some crazy-ass thigh muscles there. <laughs> yes. So they teamed up to fight the Shocker, and like I said, it was a good overall story. Uh, the other two, 
that I got was Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man, which this comes out of Ahoy Comics. Right. This is their first uh, venture within the Free Comic Book Day because, sure. well... They weren't around yeah, before. Yeah, they weren't around yeah. last year. <laughs> and this is a, a an all-new story of taking place out of the um, Wrong Earth series that they had going on. And it seemed when I was reading up to make sure if this was uh, something different uh, beforehand, they uh, are coming out with another series, I think, just titling it Dragonfly and Dragonfly Man. Instead of the two Earths. Uh, however, this also had a fun story of Captain Ginger, which I've also liked. And then it had a, the Edgar Allan Poe one, which I wasn't too big of a fan of that one. No. But I was glad for this for Free Comic Book Day because Ahoy, with everything that they do, mm-hmm. they're either their um, main story that you're reading, their prose story, and then every all the extras in, in between one of my favorite publishers around. Yeah. Now, the last one, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the last couple of years, has been notorious for just doing reprints. So, when I was reading this, I was kind of a little shocked on where this has taken place, uh, the road to war. Because of where the Turtles are at and what I remember last reading, well, this seems like this might be out of issue number 94, which is coming out in a week or two. Mm-hmm. However... What I love most about this is halfway through this book, there is uh, pretty much a lot of prologue with uh, kind of images in the back from some of the issues explaining what has gone on with the Turtles throughout their entire... You can't even say 94 issues in the main, but then they had Universe, Ninja Turtles Universe, they had Mutanimals, they had all these side things. I would say they're well over 150 issues solid issues within this world and since uh transformers has ended for me i need something that i can continue with a great continuity that won't get changed on the next whim like marvel or dc will do and ninja turtle has been solid for many years 35 years as it says on the front of that book has it really been 35 years not for not with idw publishing damn it tony (laughs) not with idw publishing but what since turtles have been yeah formed is when it's been 35 years now uh one of the big things that i love most about this and this is why the last one that i'm going to be talking about is they have an amazing timeline here of their reading order with idw and uh it tells you what what uh trade paperback and the volumes that you can mm-hmm. pick up with not only the main storyline but then when offshoots. they have the offshoots yeah. or compatible ones and this is just great for anyone now i've read them all but for anyone that has uh wanting to read this explains at least where they can start so all in all good haul good from haul. free comic book day i still need to read the ones that my brother picked up yeah I'm, I'm not sad I missed it but a little sad I missed it I mean who doesn't love free comic books I mean they're free I right mean... <laughs> are we going to talk about this one this, this cover is awesome yes so it's so intriguing I'll just jump into one of the comic books I read um, which was Deceased D-C-E-A-S-E-D Deceased if um, you're paying attention you notice it's a D-E-C 
So I got the alternate cover, which is like a little reminiscent of it. Uh, and it says you'll die too on the front. So basically, a little. That's pretty specific. <laughs> that's fucking it's straight very up. Very reminiscent of a, it. There's a poking red you oh, in which, the eyeballs. Hey, you guys. By the way, this is totally not off topic because we're talking about it. I was driving down, and only people in Grand Rapids will know this road. I was driving down Alpine the other day, and there was, somebody had tied a red balloon to one yeah. of the sewer grates along Alpine. Nice. <laughs> I was like, I kind of want to stop, but I'm also on Alpine, and anyone who's from Grand Rapids knows you just don't stop on Alpine without causing a giant accident. Last year, I came out of my house, went to go to my car. In the driveway was just this red balloon just <laughs> bouncing. And I swear, I swear, I have, I have a witness. And... <laughs> That's terrifying. Um, this book has nothing to do with it. This is just a great alternate cover. Um, Deceased is basically going to be DC's version of Marvel Zombies. So there's going to be this big, massive event that causes all these people to get infected and basically turn into zombies. And the the thing that causes this is Darkseid and the anti-life equation. Because anybody who knows Darkseid knows that he's always attempting to get to the other half of the anti-life equation. And Cyborg is made of technology... Uh, dark side technology. At least in this book, he is. He's got like all kinds of stuff going on in him. Dark side kidnaps him and takes him back to Apocalypse, and is going to extract the second half of the anti-life equation out of him. But he was warned that if he extracts the second half of the anti-life equation, he'll die. So he summons the what is it? The black Black Rider? Black Rider, because that's death. Mm -hmm. And he steals a piece of death to, like, protect himself from dying. But when he does that, he adds death to the anti-life equation, which you would think the anti-life yeah, equation would already death. have death in it. But, and in doing so, creates this this virus that kills Darkseid and... So it still kills him regardless. Explode, and Apocalypse explodes. So in this, which is very now, clearly... Is this, is this the main DC universe? It's or not, is this the Injustice universe? It's not the Injustice universe. Okay. It is not the main DC universe, but it is. It's the Elseworlds okay. tale. Um, Cyborg gets sent back to Earth, and he's infected with this virus. And the minute he gets back, everyone starts taking pictures of him and stuff, because he just shoots out this portal into the middle of the road. And he's infected with this virus, but because he's cyborg, anyone, anytime he, he just uploads to the internet, basically. Because the minute he gets back to Earth, he goes online, and he connects to the internet, and then this virus spreads. And anyone who looks at their cell phones, any picture of cyborg or anything like that, gets infected with this virus. So you're saying the Amish are going to be the last <laughs> that survive. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. And it's basically what it is, is they're they're viewing this anti-life equation, and it gets into their heads, and it infects them, and they can't take it so much that they start trying to, like, claw their own faces off. And then eventually it seeds itself so much into their brain that they just turn into these mindless zombie-type creatures who start attacking them, like a zombie. Are they totally mindless, or do they all have, like, a purpose? Uh, I mean, unclear. I can, yeah, they unclear. haven't gotten that far into the story yet. 
But, I mean, you see Superman realizing what's going on, and you see Batman realizing what's going on and trying to, like, Superman flies first to Lois to make sure she doesn't look at her cell phone, and he blows up the cell phone, and he blows up the television, and uh, Damien's there playing with Jonathan, and he gets worried about what Batman's doing, because, you know, Batman lives his life in front of screens. And it's just all these, all these, like, starts of how they're going to try and stop this virus, but you get to the end of it and you realize, like, half of Batman's family is already infected because they communicate, like, everyone communicates through technology. So, like, Dick is already infected and they all just start attacking Batman. So I don't know, here's, here's my question at the end of the book. I don't know if this is only going to be spread through technology or once somebody's infected, if they can then affect infect somebody else. Because they bit him. They bit Batman. Okay. So, I totally see this going full Marvel Zombies where everyone, except for a few choice people, get infected. And I love Marvel Zombies, so I'm, I'm kind of okay. But they also did a whole zombie thing with The Blackest Night. Yeah. So I don't know how this is going to... Well, they weren't... I mean, they weren't... The... They were the undead, I guess. Yeah. In the blackest night. They weren't really eating people or anything like that. But I mean, I've been looking forward to this, and I didn't really look. To be honest, I didn't go to my pull list at all. Yeah. I just got my free comic books. That was with my. <laughs> well, actually, also to the line to actually yeah. buy comics, we didn't have that much time. Right. So I honestly didn't pick up any new ones besides my free comic book day, but. I am looking forward to going this Wednesday and getting two weeks you, you worth definitely of... definitely should. And this was... It was really good. It was a really good book. And I can't wait to see... Like, I, I kind of want to see everyone get infected. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what they do. That was the cool... That was the cool part about reading Marvel Zombies, is seeing how these heroes acted once they were zombies. It was always really super interesting. Like, Zombie Galactus was literally one of my most favorite parts of that entire run. And so it'll it'll be interesting. It was good. It was a good read. What else you got? Was that it? Uh, no, I also read Year of the Villain, which was a twenty five cent comic, which I thought was fun. Twenty five cents. Um, and it is a an a like a startup event comic. So it's, it gives you a bunch of little stories that are leading into DC's next event, um, next one of five events. I don't know. They have a bajillion fucking things going on right now. And it is the rise of villains, which they've done before. We saw, was it like five years ago? Ten years? How long ago was the... It wasn't ten years ago. It was maybe, well, it been 2014 when I was going down to Kalamazoo and do... So yeah, it would have been yeah. about five years ago. Villains take over, uh, which was fun, and we got a lot of great uh, covers. Oh yeah, I collected like all those holographic covers. Yeah. So this, this seems very reminiscent of that, but this sets up... Obviously, Lex Luthor is at the center of this story because anytime villains take over, he's always the mastermind behind this. And um, I don't—I mean, I don't know how much I want to give away uh, because it was—it's actually a really good read for a twenty-five cent comic. They packed a lot of information into it on what this event's going to be about, and it makes you want to read it because it's going to include the Batman who laughs, and it's going to include Lex, and it's going to include Bane, and it's going to include all these villains. And basically, at the very base of this story, what's going to happen is Lex sacrifices himself so that he can bring back Perpetua, who is the beginning of all, I guess. Okay. And um, 
she's going to bring the villains to power. And so he sacrifices himself and she is resurrected and uh, what's going to happen over the next couple months is Lex is going to be resurrected as whatever he becomes once he's resurrected and make all these offers to these villains. And I don't know what the offers are going to entail. It's going to sound like, it sounds like it's going to be whatever it is they desire most to get whatever they need wanted done. But throughout these comics in DC for the next couple months, there's going to be this subplot of Lex showing up and having these conversations with these villains to basically say, what do you want? What do you need? What can I give you that will help you kill your hero? Because this is what we want. We want you to kill your hero. Hmm. You tell me what you want, and I will get it for you. And together, we're going to kill all the heroes. What a girl wants. What a girl <laughs> needs. What a girl needs to kill her. So it's going to be... It's going to be... I'm interested in what Lex is going to become after he's brought back. If he'll just be Lex, or if he's going to be zombie Lex, or if he's going to be some sort of powerful godlike figure now, I it's that is unclear. And I think it'll also be fun to see what these villains are going to ask for, because I know some of them are going to be stupid, because some of these DC villains are super stupid. <laughs> so you know it's not going to be, like, some of them are going to ask for some really dumb stuff, and I really hope that they follow that. Um, but I, I think... I think what we've always wanted as comic book readers is, especially in DC, is a, a real fight between some of these lame villains and their heroes. Because, let's face it, Batman has the best villains, and everyone else's villains kind of suck. And so if you give these subpar villains what they really want and need to get the job done, how much better is that going to make them? And how much better of a fight are you going to see between these heroes and these villains? And I think that's really exciting. So I'm actually kind of even though it's like feels like a rehash of something they've done before, I'm actually kind of excited about where this is going to go. So. Well, I'm definitely going to check out the event when it's there, and I'm going to steal your quarter one because I can't <laughs> can't afford that now and now. Uh, did, Charles, you got anything? Yeah, I read uh, Dead Man Logan, seven of twelve, which I I just kind of wanted to jump in. I thought it'd be interesting, you know. Oh, so and you didn't read the first seven, you just read issue seven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's always fun. Which kind of gives me the idea that they're just like sending Logan on a um on like a like a journey of what can we do to Logan that hasn't been done? Because this one is an example of it for sure. Um, he's I don't know. He just it opens up with him like just walking down, uh, walking in the desert, right? And he comes to this group of people, and of course, what what happens? They try to jump him for some reason, right? And they. I think they actually succeed with enough people. He must be really tired or something. I didn't really get that. But, yeah. Um, they they uh, they tie him down. And then you just start to figure out that... Uh, and I've, I've never even... I, I might have thought this before, but, like, if you could... He could feel, he could feed a village if they just chopped off pieces oh, of... Oh, yeah. That's and that's true. what they started just... to do. And at one point, um, so he's, he's, you know, he's tied down, which is kind of ridiculous. Wolverine being tied down. Yeah. With uh, just old broke. man, so yeah. um, this kid comes in and takes a bite out of him. He's like, "Don't tell Pa. He'll be mad. I took a snack and runs away." <laughs> <laughs> it's too funny. <laughs> takes a fucking bite out of him, raw, you know. Oh, so I think what, they, they make this <laughs> fire and stuff, and um, people come over and they just start 
taking little pieces of him and probably going over the fire and roast some Wolverine just to eat him. But yeah, yeah. that could totally... I mean, what an interesting concept. Yeah. I mean, he's poisoned with adamantium. He could... What's going to happen to these people? <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Well, the only reason he lives they don't is care about that. They, they only care about their stomachs yeah. and, you know, they're going to die. Yeah, anyway, but, so. well, yeah, but also that that's what's supposed to kind of make his healing factor not as amazing as Deadpool's, where I think... Because <laughs> he's constantly I, fighting off the poison. Yeah, so I guess if you ch- cut off his arm, it's still normal arm because his healing this is, factor... This is Dead Man Logan, it. though. It might not be the same. Yeah. No, it's, it's Old Man Logan, yeah. which is now Dead Man Logan because they're going to kill him off or send him back to his future or I, uh, whatever because they brought back regular Logan but the, the, the old whole, newer Logan what I thought was interesting about it was it's it's all just so episodic like this was not that big of a deal like right. they wrapped it up real quick with this like and at the end uh, some some strange guy comes in to like introduce the next one sort of oh I'm worse than Wolverine I'm not as nice oh, yeah they always gotta yeah step he up. just shows up yeah right it was just fun. It's an interesting. I never. That is nothing. Something I've never thought about. You literally could just use. If we ate people, they yeah. could be a food source. Him, Deadpool. Yeah. Whoever else can regenerate themselves? Is it just those two people? There's other yes. ones. Though, they would eat his tongue. Deadpool. They just eat his tongue all the time just to get him oh, to shut up. Yeah. They did that mm. though. Mm. In have you Secret had? Wars. Have you had Deadpool's ears? <laughs> Man, they're delicious. <laughs> I believe it was Secret Wars uh, that they had. Because you know how the world was broken up yeah. into different kind of things. And like at the Antarctic area down, they had a giant wall, which was made out of Ben Grimm, to hold the Ultron horde and the zombie horde both down there. And I believe the zombie horde had taken Deadpool and were doing literally that. Cutting him up so they had sustenance. Mm. I know that's for sure happened in comic books. I can't remember if it was that. Yeah. Series or something else. So, yes. And that is great writing. <laughs> Clever writing. Oh, you're such a dickhead. You just started her up again, dude. <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> um, I also caught up on Major X. I'm not really going to talk about it. It's still very much Rob Liefeldian. Like, if you expect anything else from that this comic, then you're going to be very disappointed because it is straight out of the 90s this comic is um and then i read a book called descendant which i'm only mentioning because it was written by stephanie phillips and if you're going to motor city comic-con you can come see a panel with her she's gonna be there and Lindsay's is gonna be moderating it you could have said i am moderating you need to talk about yourself in a third person yes i do yes i do yes Lindsay does <laughs> we need to take her down a peg it was but i did it was a really good book it's very um uh, X-Files-y type conspiracy theories and stuff like that. So, it was really good. Cool, cool. Uh, so, a rumor coming out about Spider-Man uh, Far From Home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. stating that they believe Mysterio may be from a different Earth. Hmm. Uh, okay, that sounds ridiculous. So they're going to start it, getting so into, like, the multiverse? Nah. Yes. Okay. Now, many people have said Spider-Man is the end of Phase 4, but what if that is true, and that would totally go into alternate Earths, alternate realities? In that same universe, they went into Thanos' butt. <clears throat> there was one, probably, that that happened. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Watch, because science, they do a whole thing of it, and yeah. it was great. So... 
that's just a rumor. Don't know how true it is, but most things with Marvel movies have been kind of spot on when it comes to oh no forecasting. Mm-hmm. Nope, you read enough, and there there's lots of them that well, that's true. Way the fuck off. Yeah, terrible yeah. even. That's yeah. There's some terrible. <laughs> but then again, there are some fan uh, some you know stories here. that are way better, like having John be the the father and. Brienne be the the mother, and then having the seven fight the Night King, and then Arya be the other, and could still stab him, but it would make oh, more plot I get sense. It. Right? If he he lost were... me for a second. I was like, what the yeah. hell was he talking about? He's just—he's so angry. Butt hurt. <laughs> no. No. So uh, some other Spidey news. This one I I find funny and hilarious. There isn't much on it except for the one news article that I had read, but. Some teen, I think he's 15 or 16, in Brazil, posed to trap a pedophile, posed as saying that he was a 14-year-old girl, lured him to a park, and was dressed up as Spider-Man and beat him up. That's amazing. There reminds me of that, that, that movie, Hard Candy. Oh, you seen yeah. that? Yeah, oh, yeah, God, yeah. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't seen this movie and want to see that a fucking a, dude get his justice. Ellen Page's mm, first... Uh, yeah film debut too and how like i mean the dude deserved it but how evil i felt that she was yeah. in in the torturing. beginning yeah you it's, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a movie that makes you get to the point where you sympathize with somebody you would never sympathize with and then you think about it for a minute and you're like no i don't sympathize with and i'm not gonna lie <laughs> when i picked up that movie i i watched it when i was younger and did not think it was that movie i think i was Maybe trying to get the Candyman or something else. He was that in the was back that. room. <laughs> Hard candy. <laughs> so the Mandalorian hasn't even come out yet, and they are already doing a season two and bringing back uh, John Favreau. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, well, I've that's... seen I've seen brief little snippets about this show, and it looks really fucking good. And I mean, John Favreau, come on, come on, he's great. Swingers is one of the best. Swingers, movies. yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every time he's mentioned again, I think it's Swingers. Him and uh, Vince Vaughn. Look at all those beautiful babies. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra Kai season two just came out, and oh, it's that already that been YouTube renewed show? for season three. Yeah. 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 For, I haven't watched season two yet. Season one was amazing. Like, when it comes to nostalgic, did they really need to make something like this? Because you think it's going to probably turn out to be crappy because they're only doing it for the nostalgia. Actually, well-written. Yeah. It was something that not only gave people, the fans of the Karate Mm. Kid movies, Mm -hmm. but it continued in a way that made sense for the heroes to go. Sure. Not things out of left field. It Mm -hmm. made, like, that's the world that they lived in. And Mm -hmm. season three already renewed. Really? Uh, Something (laughs) crawled up his butt. It might have been Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> Bust out twenty nineteen. <laughs> or his remote control. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Tony, Tony's been texting me about how he lost his remote last time we podcast. <clears throat> he thinks that, you know, maybe I picked it up. For some reason he's just trying anything because he can't find it at all. And then we I think we speculated know I that think maybe it's up his butt. Yeah. I think, I think the more we talk, the more I think that this is good. <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to say, up your button around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to adjust the TV uh, turns uh, channels. Yeah. 
And plop down twice and it turns on and off. He's like, okay, okay, you know what? I can get behind this. He's like all these motions he does. To I start twerking and it starts putting in the password for HBO Go. <laughs> Butt stuff, 2019. <laughs> oh, did you have any news? In uh, sad news, turn in the corner, just complete 180. Well, I was going to do sad news last. Okay. Unless you have anything I don't else. have anything else then. Okay, well, sad then news. that's where I was at the end as well. Yeah. Sad news. Uh, Peter Mayhew passed away this week. I put this on and killed him. Oh my God! It's Charles's fault. I he had uh, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a Chewbacca there's a Chewbacca mask that I came in last time and it was just sitting on the desk and I put it on it you know it it makes noises when you open the mouth which is like basically pressed against your chin yeah. so when you open your mouth yeah. it has different noises and it was so much fun and I posted it immediately on Facebook. Well. The last time that I did something like this, I, I actually sang a song, uh, karaoke, of Lou Reed. He died the next day, so I'm pretty sure... You killed Lou Reed? I killed Lou Reed. I mean, he was a woman. I can't remember what I did for okay. David Bowie, but I totally but... killed David Bowie, too. <laughs> well, yeah, he texted me that he killed Peter Mayer right. or killed Chewbacca, and I go, okay. Not in a fun, exciting way. I was very sad about it. Yeah, but then I then I remembered him putting on this mask and us... Yeah. Yeah, it, it's. Just, I mean, he he has he didn't play Chewbacca in the newer movies. He yeah they, right. Well, uh, he uh, to... Force Awakens. He was that's yeah. the last yeah. movie he actually reprised the role okay. in. Yep. Yep. So and he had just done uh, Star Wars Celebration uh-huh. in Chicago, <clears throat> um, and then passed away suddenly. I didn't happen to see if it what the cause of his death was, but it is very sad. Anytime we lose somebody in the Star Wars universe, I don't know if I'm being haunted for you know for the the thing that I did that led to this you know, but uh, I was watching Star, uh, Jurassic Park: Fallen Kingdom, and the noises they used to make the di- the dinosaur roars and stuff like that. If you're listening to it, you'll hear Chewbacca in there. Yeah. I'm probably haunted, but like, you'll hear. <laughs> I'm serious. I was just I was working and stuff, and I had just the headphones in, and I could hear it. And I was like, I looked at, it, I was like, did I just hear Chewbacca? And then it happened again and again. They, yeah. I think they use that. And I've seen some very touching tributes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things, too, is there have been many people that have worked on Star Wars, uh, even were predominant actors within, but seeing the ones of the heroes. Now, Kenneth George Baker, who played R2-D2, right. had passed away in 2016. Then we had Carrie Fisher last year, and now Peter Mayhew. So there's this one of... Uh, them kind of like R2-D2 and uh, um, Leia and then kind of like holding her hand out like come this way and yeah. stuff and that that's just touching and I love the artists that have been yeah. doing those tributes because it helps kind of cope with you know people that are like at a loss for someone who's been as iconic as Chewie. Right. There was one just like that with um, Chewie and Leia and Leia well Chewie is drawn like Hobbes and Leia's drawn like Calvin in the shape and sizes and stuff. And then he, uh, Leia's just saying, come this way, let's go home. You know? Yeah. Yeah, My the one that really got me was this picture of Chewbacca holding Leia from, like, the set. Oh. And it says, the princess, you have to take care of her now. Which is a line oh, from the movie. And I was up. like, <laughs> God damn it. But very sad news. Uh, he will be remembered on every life day here. Going forward. I yeah. just have hot sauce in my eye right now. <laughs> Lynn, do you have a, a special tribute for our Booze in a Book this week? Yes, in honor of 
the late, great Peter Mayhew. Uh, I am going to pair this week uh, for Booze in a Book the Star Wars Chewbacca series from Marvel, five-issue run that they did in 2015, which followed our favorite walking carpet on his own little <laughs> solo mission for the Rebel Alliance. Uh, and I am going to pair that this week with the Chewbacca cocktail, um, which is fucking delicious. Uh, it's spiced whiskey, egg white, lemon juice, maple syrup, and bitters. I could do some maple oh, syrup. God, it sounds so good. I just want one right now. Um, so, you know, pay homage, read some Chewbacca, drink some Chewbacca, let the Chewbacca flow through you. <laughs> <laughs> Chew on that for a bit. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah, you well. ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, you want to send us out with a quote? Yeah, sure. Okay, so here we go. Uh, I'll um, I'll do the the quote and then uh, I'll translate. <laughs> that never gets old. Which uh, translates into um. You know what? I couldn't think of anything. Even <laughs> 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 <Same and> better. <laughs> Much like pretending to understand Chewie, yeah. <laughs> I think what he meant to say was. Tony was correct on that whole Game of Thrones oh, thing. Mm, yeah. I feel like Chewie would be on my side, but uh, that's cool. <laughs> All right, with that, uh, stay thirsty for the rest of fighting over that chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ari wins. <laughs> She's going to sit on it, too. <laughs> no, she doesn't want it. She doesn't want it. Because she is of fire and ice. I mean, the whole <laughs> she point of the series. Fire. Anyway, Linz is right. That's all that matters. Stay thirsty for Tony being more right. <laughs> you said it, Chewie. <laughs> <laughs>